Okay. Okay, so good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So today on our podcast, we have the CEO and founder of MVX, Mr. Tonye Membreo Taji, a good friend of mine. So MVX is essentially a platform that allows users to book uh, or schedule a vessel for however long they need it for a project. Um, and then they take a small a small commission of that. So, but uh, not uh, not going to spend too long, too long speaking about that, but uh, we're going to get into the uh, discussion. So, so Tonya, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Christian. Thanks for, thanks for having me here. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're glad to, we're glad to have you as well. Um, so maybe you can share a little about MVX because I have a I have a good perspective I would say about what your company does because we've spoken at length on different projects on essentially what you do. But I think just for the lay person off the street, what would you say that MVX actually does? Okay, well, um, I'll just correct you um, because <laughs> what what you explained was what what we used to do. And um, that was pretty much MVX 1.0, uh, which was vessel chartering and provided vessels for um, projects. But we pivoted um, a little while ago. And um, so right now we are a digital um, freight forwarding um, platform. And we connect uh, medium-sized and large-scale businesses to reliable air and sea freight forwarders globally. So we pretty much handle the entire process involved in a, in a shipping transaction from pickup all the way to delivery um, across borders. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. So what locations are you currently um, operating in? Uh, so we, we're present in, in Nigeria, of course. Um, our, we have a HQ in Lagos and uh, we have another HQ in, in um, Texas as well. Um, but apart from those places, um, we trade often with China, with Germany, with the U.S., uh, with Netherlands, India as well, even Turkey and Malaysia. So we have operations yeah, in and out of uh, Africa to different parts of the world. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So that must be a lot to handle, I'm assuming. You know, dealing with, uh, you know, like a logistics company that would have to deal with shipments and merchandise from one side of the globe to the other. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's complex. Um, it's complex indeed, but we, we know what's, what we're into. We know what, what we got ourselves into really. And, um, you know, we have, we have a North Star that keeps us going even when, it's tough, you know. We we look at our north star, and that just pushes us forward. And um, our north star really is to enable forty percent of global trade activities with Africa by twenty thirty. And so, my team and I are constantly looking at that. And uh, when things are good, we celebrate. When things are bad, we just look at our north star and um, keep keep pushing on. Yeah, yeah, it is it is tough and uh, it is complex, as you say as well. So I'm sure there are lots of like uh, aspects of your business. So, for example, I was looking at your website and you're sharing that you can actually get a loan or some sort of um, financing if you were to ship something into the country or to ship out something. Can you explain how that works for our, our listeners? Yeah. So um, as part of global trade, there's um, something called trade finance and uh, it pretty much enables trade between um, buyer and seller. And uh, it's 
it's a broken space. It's much worse in Africa. In Africa, there's an over $80, $80 billion trade finance gap. And so we realized that we can help businesses. Since we're providing freight services, we might as well embed finance into it. And right now, businesses can get access to uh, freight finance. Uh, now, this is when a business needs money to cover the cost of freight. Because freight costs could be as low as $1,000 or as high as $1 million. So even more sometimes. And so um, businesses need access to finance and so we're able to provide finance for such transactions. And for agro exporters, um, they need PO financing. Uh, this is when they've got a purchase order from a buyer in anywhere in the world and um, they need to supply the shipment or the commodities to, to the buyer. So they have to go purchase the actual commodities from small farmers or from smaller suppliers in, um, in Nigeria or whichever country in Africa we're working in. And um, that process, we provide them money to go purchase um, commodities from small uh, suppliers in Nigeria, for instance, to enable them exports to um, the, the buyer or their customer in, in a different country. Okay. So as far as like intra-trade, intra-Africa trade, um, with the AFCTA uh, and other AU agreements. Has that kicked in and is that working so far? Well, it's, it's live. It's been live um, for, 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 for a brief period now. Um, the thing about trade agreements like, like these uh, globally and even much worse in Africa is that it takes a while before you see any benefits. Um, but right now, there still needs to be a lot of groundwork so there has to be tax unification system across across the participating countries there has to be customs alignments um they have to, we have to also well the governments have to improve infrastructure so from port infrastructure to uh road networks which is key because there's a huge fragmented uh road network across africa uh so all of these things need to um need to be fixed before we start seeing uh, the true benefit of, um, of, of AFCFTA. But it will happen uh, without a doubt. It's going to take years, uh, perhaps even, even a decade or even two before we start seeing uh, meaningful um, um, value of it. And uh, there's, there's a potential $450 billion uh, contribution to Africa's GDP by 2035 um, through uh, the AFCFTA. So... There's so much that, that we, we, we expect of it. And um, these are just the early days, so it's expected. So, so that's another thing I wanted us to discuss because um, your startup or your company, I'm not sure if it's still a startup, but has sort of taken on a challenge that a lot of other technology companies aren't taking on. So a lot of other technology companies are very surface level. And yes, they're solving problems like the pay stack, the flutter wave, et cetera. But there's no real life, you know, um, function with the continent and stuff and actually dealing with problems that are uh, in person. Um, so things like manufacturing, things like logistics, things like uh, that are heavy lifting um, and, you know, sweat work, as they say. So I think that's what's interesting about, about MBX. So maybe you can just share uh, like the three, I mean, I'm not sure how many streams of your businesses there currently are. Um, I know it's always evolving, et cetera, because it's a very dynamic space. But maybe you can just share like maybe three, the three major or maybe the five major arms um, and what you're currently 
sort of building along those streams? Uh, sure. So, um, well, first of all, it, it is a very hard industry uh, and uh, someone has to get this thing done, you know, and we have the team that can execute on our vision and our North Star. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, some of this has to, has to start because if no one does it, then we'll, Africa will continue to remain a poor continent. And we want to play our parts to, to drive, um, the growth of Africa and, uh, trade really is a force for good. Uh, so looking at our business, we just have two major streams right now, freight forwarding and embedded finance. That, that's it. Freight forwarding side of things. We, we connect uh, freight, global freight forwarders to deals. Uh, and um, we help businesses uh, move their shipments from point A to point B seamlessly, and they can leverage our technology and our platform to track the shipments, to handle documentations, uh, to also um, uh, collaborate with their co-workers and even external stakeholders. And um, yeah, things like they can request for payments and, um, and uh, uh, request for financing. And that's where the financing arm comes in. Uh, where we're able to uh, provide um, specific freight finance or trade finance to um, to businesses because we have access to um, historical trade data or freight data, we're able to make better decisions on um, on how we lend to businesses and um, and yeah, that, that that's about it. Okay, okay, thanks for putting that in a very simple way that. Uh... I think most of us can get that are not in the day-to-day, uh, you know, yeah. with you guys. Um, so I suppose the next question would be looking at uh, just taking your product to market, launching, et cetera, because we have a lot of listeners that are in the sort of beginner stage, if you like, or ideation phase of building an MVP and then launching the MVP, et cetera. Um, so what would be your advice based off of your experience on launching a product um, in the African market, as it were? Uh, well, it always starts with the customers. Well, it starts with a problem. Um, there, has to be, there has to be a problem that exists, uh, first of all. Uh, that there has to be customers that are willing to pay for you to provide a solution for that problem. So um, when you start from there, you understand the problems, understand that customer's pain point and how much they're willing to pay. It just it makes it a bit easier. Uh, so for us, we started with with the problem um, we faced. I, I faced problems when I in my previous work, and that's where I got the insight to start MVX. Um, and I decided that look, um, we faced that challenge at at my at my previous job. Uh, I I want many more businesses to avoid um, these problems if they can, and so we started MVX to to expand um, this solution uh, to to many more businesses and really drive. Uh, the growth of the continent. And so first, the problem existed. Then secondly, we discovered that there are customers that were, that, that were tired of uh, the problems at the time of shipping, of a fragmented uh, logistics space, dealing with many freight forwarders and many uh, parties involved in a single transaction. And so customers wanted an easy, convenient way to move their shipments. And there are customers going to pay premium for that. And we identified those customers very early on. And we started operating offline. Um, we didn't start with technology immediately because we wanted to test that there was actually something here that exists. And we started offline, built a small team to, to start tackling these problems offline. And uh, we, we got good feedback based on that. 
we built the product around um, customer feedback. And what we've been doing since then is we've been iterating, we've been collecting more customer feedback, and we have an incredible um, technology products and customer experience divisions in our company. And they are constantly speaking to customers, constantly uh, developing new ideas, new ways to uh, solve customers' needs. And we're shipping very fast. Our technology team ships very fast. And um, yeah, so the, the main thing really is to, to provide good services that keep customers engaged. Um, when they feel like they get some good service, uh, they'll come back. When they feel like um, we're creating value for them, um, they, they they come back because you know who doesn't like good value. So um, yeah, that's that's how we've been operating so far, and we're constantly evolving, constantly iterating. Uh, we're currently in our second phase of our growth, and we are we've seen new opportunities to transition to a third phase of our growth, still aligned with with our our, our north star of uh, enabling forty percent of global trade activities in Africa. And so we expect that by next year we would uh, would transform completely into our third phase of growth. Okay. Okay. Thanks for taking the time to to walk us through that. So as far as as far as um, shipment goes, you're dealing with B the B two B market, not the right. Not yeah. The quick guys, the uh, the the sandbox, etc. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's that's clear. Yeah, it is. It is. It is harder, but uh, but yeah, it's um. That, I think that's why we see a lot more value for now, uh, yeah. as we create um, as we create more value for these types of businesses. Um, we can easily um um start providing uh, solutions uh, for much smaller businesses or one man businesses or solo solo entrepreneurs. So, case be. so last question before we move on, right? Uh, on on MVX, I was gonna, I was gonna find out what, how exactly are you balancing like regulation, etc. Because we're working on a on a startup in the health space. Um, we haven't talked about this, but we're working on a startup in the health space that would deal with labs and managing tests, etc. And there's a there's a bit of a regulatory arm that we have to be able to figure out how to navigate. So how are you managing? Because um, I know like with Shipment and vessel with you know cargo movement etc. There's a lot of uh, yeah on there. So how do you balance that with your technology? Um, and I know you have a WhatsApp arm as well. That I think it was Tonya Tanya. Your WhatsApp. Tanya, yeah, Tanya, yeah. It's a it's a, it's a channel that we use for um for vessel booking. So, um, well, we that, have oh. all the required licenses. Okay, pardon. Okay. Or is that still something that is evolving and the space hasn't quite gotten there yet? Well, well we have we have all, all required licenses to operate in our space. So okay. first of all, we we, ensured we 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 got everything we needed to operate effectively without issues. Um, so that was the first step. Uh, before when we started offline, um, we were leveraging other people's licenses to operate, but uh, once we got significant traction, we, we got our licenses and and um, that has helped us a lot. Secondly is uh, as much as possible, we stay close to the market and st stay close to the regulators so we understand what is happening, why certain decisions are being made, and uh, we figure out ways to operate in line with those regulations 
And um, shipping customs is, is is a tricky spot in in, in Nigeria, especially. Um, but we 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 work with um, we work with our customers. We partner with our customers in these things, and we're fully transparent with them. Uh, what we found is many times businesses or people um, avoid doing the right thing. So when you do not do the right thing, customs has leverage. They come up and hey, this this ship is undervalued you have to pay xyz and they slam you with, with a huge bill yeah so from the very start we we work with businesses and we let them know hey guys this is our process okay we, we are fully transparent here so uh, let's know what the actual value of your shipment is we get the actual invoice from the manufacturer from the exporter as the case would be and we we help them with documentation so things are done properly afterwards uh, we customs becomes a lot easier to 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 work with. Um, it really starts with the customers. If the customers do the right things, then uh, it, it becomes easier to to handle customs challenges or or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, there's always the, the customs side of things in, in yeah. Nigeria. But uh, if if customers if the customers play their part right, then um, it's a lot easier to yeah. navigate. Yeah, that's that's. A, I think that's a that's a different conversation altogether. Because if we start talking about like, is there like you know ethical practices or more practices going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a much longer conversation. But uh, but no, no. But well done on being able to navigate those uh those uh treacherous waters, as 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 they say. Yeah. So I, I know you're an avid reader, reader, right? So I was gonna just find out what's what's the most insightful thing you've learned in the last three months about your space? Um, uh, it's collaboration wins, really. I think we've, um, we've also seen, our business has also evolved from a point where we're trying to, we had a winner-take-all approach where MVX has to be top of the market. If you're not top of the market, then no one know. Then yeah, that's not acceptable. Uh, and we're currently seeing that we need to collaborate because it's it's these are early days for many of us in our space, and um, it's such a huge problem in in Africa and Nigeria, much worse in Africa. And the only way we can win is if we come together and we tackle these problems um, head on. And so uh, I've realized that we now need to work with other players in the space um, that maybe pro providing similar services or similar technologies uh, that we have, but we need to come together and collaborate with them to win the markets. Because uh, the market is, is, is huge anyway, uh, and um, there's, there's no way any of us can really take all it's, it's 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 such a huge market so it's uh, better we, we work together so i think that that's the most insightful thing that i've realized about about um about my space but about business in general um i've always tried to i've always believed in people and believed that the only way we can i can achieve success in any endeavor any any enterprise i'm involved with is to leverage people to work with people and help people um succeed uh, when people are happy and people feel they are succeeding, they will do, um, they'll give their very best to um, the company and to the enterprise. And it's something that I'm actively over the last three months as well. I've been actively thinking about and looking at newer ways 
to drive um, productivity at work by really leveraging the strength of 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 my people. How many how many uh, uh, people work with you now? How many staff? Or... Uh, so we have over forty um, in Nigeria and also in the US. Oh, oh, wow. okay, okay, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And there's no book, right? To manage like ten people or to manage forty people, you kind of have to. <laughs> you have to just figuring it out as you as you grow. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so with the Stanford MBA that you're currently on, no, Stanford Executive Program that you're currently on. So can you share a little about the program? And I know it's a heavy investment. I'm not going to ask, don't worry. Um, but can you share a little about the, the program and uh, and how you're finding it? And just share if it's worth the investment. Because I know that the, the Lagos Business School also has an executive program like that. They call, they call it Owner Management Program for Entrepreneurs. I'm not sure if this is one of those or this is for executives across the board. Um, so what are like, I know it's a heavy investment, but what's like, what were you looking to get out of the program? What's the program like? Um, uh, well, I just finished from the program, actually. Oh, um, and right. it, yeah, it's, um, thank you. It, it's, it's been the most transformational thing that has happened to me in a very, very long time. And it was, it, it was worth and still worth every effort and cost and everything really it, it was worth it from the network to the faculty faculty experiences the quality of of um of the work and contents that we we learned and um and support from your cohorts from your colleagues from from your from new friends that that, that, that we've all made along the way i think that's been super that's been great really um it's it's a nearly it's a six week program and it covers everything you learn in an MBA really, but it's just crushed into yeah. <laughs> into 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 this um, six week program and it's it's fast paced, um, really intense, um, uh, and also it takes a lot out of you. Uh, you. You can't if you try to combine. Work and that you 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 probably would you you lose a lot out out of the program. So it was really insightful for me. I learned so much. I went in there with a couple of objectives, with six objectives, and that's what I achieved across um, um, for my business, for for MBX, for me personally as a leader, uh, for my personal life, and um, for um, business development um, as well as investors and all of that. And I left the program with a lot more um, and that's simply because of the people there. So uh, you're meeting executives um, of global companies from LinkedIn to Google to pharmaceutical companies to um, name it different industries from different parts of the world, uh, from Brazil, uh, Australia, the US, uh, Africa, different sec different sectors. You're also meeting with um, entrepreneurs, CEOs of, of some of these um, large enterprises that you probably read of. And uh, 
there in the, in the program as well. And I also meet with, with uh, young entrepreneurs or um, a few uh, startups uh, and uh, people that, you know, startup founders that have also sold companies too. So it's, it's like a mixed bag of different people and everyone has something to bring. Everyone, everyone has something to share that really, um, really empowers the entire group. And I think that that's been the most profound thing. Um, Post-program, we're still keeping in touch. We're still helping each other out. Um, you know, for instance, we have um, I have a, a colleague that works at Google that leads a team, a massive team at Google. And currently she's working with me to teach me ways to improve um, my team dynamic at work. How do I help my people succeed? Because like, hey, this is, this, this is what we do at Google like constantly. So I can impact you. I can, I can help you. Yeah. And so... That willingness, willingness to help is is is, is high there, and um, it's it's been it's been incredible, really. Well, that's good. That's good. Thanks for taking the time to to share that for sure. I think uh, I think a lot of people don't really understand how impactful these programs are, and it's not really about the Stanford or or even the five. Yeah. It's just more that community of other leaders. Oh yeah, yeah dealing with different struggles and different challenges and then you all come together and the facility right. just has to essentially be like an orchestra uh, conductor where you just yeah. and then people just sort of figure out and, and exchange yeah and, uh, just just to also add you know you you go in there with problems you share case studies of things that you experience at work and you have people that have experienced the same thing and have solved have, have gone through that phase and they sit with you and explain how they dealt with it. I mean, no, no two uh, instances, situations are the same, but you can learn a lot from how they dealt with those problems in the past and how how I can deal with them today. Yeah. So, so how are you? So you said you had to essentially you can't manage a business and manage like an executive program. Um, well, to get the full, uh, essentially, the get benefit. Yeah. Yeah, the full benefit of the program. So, how were you able to balance uh, MVX as CEO and then do that as well? And I'm assuming the other executives and possibly the other CEOs for sure had the same issue as well. So, how how do you balance it then? I think it's it's really trust. Okay, and um, for the first time, I had to trust my team. To yeah. just handle things in my absence, and they did, they did so well. Like they did extremely well. It it really, it really opened my mind to just the potential of my team and how perhaps being really involved before um, overshadowed the potential of, of my team. So just stepping away for yeah. for 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 that long. Um, really opened up opportunities for growth within the team and things the in fact the business grew in that in that process um even without me being involved on a day-to-day basis we still we still had checking calls every other day um we have i mean we all, we all work remotely anyway so it's like we, we we don't have to be in an office space so we have dashboards and uh things we we measure metrics and measure performance of the business so at any time i can see what's happening and if i need to share an input or an idea or a thought i will but the team handled just well without without me and um 
I'm really looking forward to seeing the business even grow grow faster and uh, quicker. Now with this new insight that I have, that hey, my team can can run run run, run the ship. Yeah, and deal with a lot more than uh, than you thought they could. So so yeah been, yeah yeah. So this thing you're going to be stepping away more often. <laughs> Uh, probably not, because I, I I love I love being I love being part I love being part of the process. I love I love building and and and, and building MVX is keeps me it keeps me going. It keeps it really gets me excited every single day. So um, I I cannot stay away. <laughs> Regardless, uh, what I'll do is try to you know just hands up. Uh, trust my team to execute and just hands up. Get get out of their way to execute, but. Yeah. as much as possible uh yeah I'll, I'll be involved okay that's great i think uh i think they're, they're really going to enjoy this episode so get them to uh to tune in. <laughs> so yeah. looking ahead like three to five years so 2025 to 2028 what sort of like tech advancement should we be looking at in your space i know it's a very slow space as far as like you know tech advancement goes but i know that uh there's a lot that is also changing in the in that space as well. Um, so, what are you sort of foreseeing? I know this is one of those questions that always comes back and like, see, that didn't happen in five years. But you said, yeah. Yes, no. it was going to happen. So, um, in 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 our space, trade, global trade, uh, trade forward in blue ocean, or rather blue tech space, uh, etc. It's it's been largely offline, and I think COVID really exposed the fragility of the space, supply chain space in general. And post COVID, businesses need understand the importance of being online, of going digital of using technology, leveraging technology to improve your operations. And so we're, we're going to see a shift from offline uh, operations, offline activities to online to digitized operations to more technology uh, involved in, 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 in supply chain operations. And so this is a great time to really start businesses like MVX and similar um, companies out there. Uh, so we're going to see that shift. And this would mean uh, there'll be uh, a lot of data uh, in the supply chain space. And um, things like AI, like machine learning, um, will, will be at the, at the core of all that we're doing in, um, in, in the space within this, this decade and even, even beyond. But this decade especially, we'll start seeing that shift. Um, also, we're going to see more um, use of blockchain for smart contracts. Uh, it's been in, it's been in the works for for a while now. People have been talking about it. There are different platforms out there that are providing that, but adoption has been quite slow and low too. Um, so we expect that there'll be a lot more uh, tech adoption with uh, smart contracts because right now, you to get a bill of lading to a customer, you have to you have to literally ship it, get a document. If the document is is if, if the shipment is coming from India, it has to be shipped from India to Nigeria to South Africa it takes days all of that can be avoided with um, with with uh, smart contracts with digital um, bill of lading and, and and all of that so we're going to see um, blockchain play a more significant role uh, in that and uh, finally 
uh, crypto and um, cryptocurrencies where will play a huge role in global trade within this um, decade and beyond. Um, we're going to see a lot more international trade transactions um, being paid, uh, paid, paid, paid for using uh, cryptocurrencies. So these are things I I imagine for now. I, I I could be wrong, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I know that before I let you go, I know that in your spare time you DJ, um, or at least in the evenings post work, etc. Uh, so is that is that like getting serious? That profile of uh, Tony DJ Tony. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's it's Lloyd Memory. That's my oh, DJ name, oh, Lloyd Memory. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, the middle name and the, and the surname. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Do you like uh, so, um, it, it's I, I love I I love I love I love I love DJing. I love playing music. It's 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 my happy my happy place. And so, um, when I'm not, I, I juggle a lot of things: juggle work, juggle family, and also juggle my 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 playtime which is DJing and so um I find I find pocket of spaces um at the weekends or every other week depends on how intense work has been during that period to to DJ. Uh either I DJ for an online community or I DJ in person at um probably a gig here or there or at some some space, you know, for, 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 for listeners. And I just enjoy it. So it's something that I would, I believe I'll, I'll take a lot more seriously as, as things stabilize um, with work and, and whatnot. But, but yeah, I so really enjoy getting, it. I love it. So you're getting money from it. Like you're getting some. No, <laughs> oh no, it's not. No, I don't get <laughs> I don't, I'm okay. Not, okay, you're not there it's, yet. it's far from the money. <laughs> no, no money involved. I, I do it for free, all for free. So, um, I'll, no, I did I, no costs um, for now. Anyway, it's I just I just I just I just love playing, so I'm ha always happy to play with or without monetary. So you you had right. listeners. If you need a a DJ for your birthday, a <laughs> <laughs> CEO founder of uh, MBX is happy to do it for for free for now. <laughs> So thank you so, so much for your time, Toye. We're super grateful that you took our time to, to speak with us today. And we've learned so much uh, from our conversation. So we'd have to uh, we'd have to pause it here. But, uh, but yeah, well, we look forward to, to continuing some conversation um, later on as well. All right. Thanks, Tristan. Thanks. All right, then, yeah. Speak soon. Speak soon. Let me find out how to, how, how to stop the recording. Okay. It's